0: Hey guys, welcome to Fuck Small Talk. I'm your host, Mariah Joe, Life and Recovery Coach. I have my master's in sociology and a few certifications in nutrition and behavioral health. I'm also a certified peer recovery specialist, which is a fancy way of saying I use my own experience with addiction and mental health to help others heal too. And I'm here to say fuck that, to fake fluffy talk for the sake of fitting in. You don't need to fit in, you belong. Let's dive into this week's big talk topic. Hello, my podcast friends, I am so excited that you decided to press play on the second episode of Fuck Small Talk. I am so jazzed to just get the ball rolling and start talking about all of the things because y'all know I got some shit to say. Today's episode, we are talking about this word you might have heard about it. It's called trauma, and I find this so, so important to talk about today because Not because it is like, uh, you know, I'm not going to be diving into like uh, like a pity story or anything like that is not really what this podcast is about. I just want to make that very clear. What I want to do is talk about the things that we're all afraid to talk about because they are somehow deemed abnormal or scary or just like, you know, reference the first episode on what this podcast is about and why I'm here. Right trauma is this buzzword that gets thrown around in our world today. And I hear it everywhere. It's of course, it's, you know, I'm in the recovery scene. I've been in recovery for about four years and it's everywhere. So hearing it on social media, hearing it in the news, um, hearing it, you know, I read it a lot in a lot of different personal development books. And in the 12 step program that I'm in, like trauma gets brought up all of the time, just as a buzzword. And I feel like sometimes. There isn't a lot of education and understanding on what trauma is, what trauma is not, the different kinds of trauma, and how trauma is different than mental illness. And so I I really just want to spend some time on this first episode discussing that popular buzzword right now, because it will make a big difference in the rest of this podcast and your listening so I would, I would just, you know, hold on. Um, you know, if this is a word that you're like, oh shit, here we go, like first episode in and we're already talking about trauma, I get it. Um, but it is also kind of uh, I guess like one of my college professors, she used to call the these kinds of talks housekeeping. And it's just stuff that we have to do, reminders that we have to just uh practice over and over to remind ourselves what it is, what it isn't, and to keep our minds focusing on what is useful to us and to our recovery and to our healing process. So I'm going to be reading out of this book, uh, one of my favorite authors of all time. He is an incredible researcher. His name is Gabor Mate, and he wrote this book. Well, he's written several books, but the one that I am reading the definition of trauma out of, it's new. I got it for Christmas, and it is called The Myth of Normal. I've read many different definitions of trauma. I've read many different versions of trauma, um, all different types. I've really studied this, and this is by far one of my favorite explanations of trauma just because he puts it so point blankly. There is really an inner injury that happens when trauma happens, Trauma really is a lasting rupture or a split within the self due to difficult or hurtful events. And so by definition, trauma is primarily what happens within someone as a result of the difficult or hurtful events that befall them. It is not the events themselves. And so the author, he goes on to say, trauma is not what happens to you, but what happens inside you that is how he formulates his his definition of trauma and i read that like hits home for sure think of a car accident so where someone sustains a concussion from a car accident right the accident is what happened but the injury is what lasts within that human body right and within that their livelihood and their condition moving forward the accident can be cleaned up and the car can be towed and like that incident will be over within a matter of hours, the person isn't sitting in the wreckage of that accident anymore. However, the person is still dealing with and going to be healing from a concussion or any other form of injury that happened within that accident. And so he says, you know, likewise, trauma is a psychic injury lodged in our nervous system, mind and body lasting Long past the originating incident, and it can be triggerable at any moment. So, the word trigger, right? Like, oh, I'm just so triggered. I hear that buzzword a lot too. And, you know, there's a time and a place where that, where I use that word, I really try not to uh, go overboard with using that word because uh, a trigger is something that is directly correlated with trauma. And I think it just gets misused a lot of times. So when trauma happens to us and it causes an internal injury, right? Like a psychic, a mental or emotional or spiritual injury within our mind, within our emotions, our body, it really just creates this distortion of the world around us. And it's it's our worldview. It's how we think of ourselves in the world. It's how we think of the other people that we share the world with. It's how we think about even just like public spaces or spaces in general, like people, places and things are what life is made of. And so when we have a traumatic experience, that can really cause some damage in our the way that we socialize, the way that we think of ourselves, our self-esteem, the way that we interact with other people. It's really um, it can be really, really detrimental until we work through trauma. What it really does is just keep us stuck in the past. It keeps us stuck in kind of repeating the emotions that happened, that internal injury that happened after the trauma, the traumatic event took place. So going back to when I was explaining the car accident. And so when we are stuck in the past, when we are feeling trauma, when we're experiencing trauma, we can be rushed back to that moment just at any time. And that's where the topic of triggers come into play. So when we're triggered by something, whether it's like maybe a smell or a song comes on the radio or, you know, like someone yells really loudly or something, just anything happens, right? A lot of we hear a lot of like, a tr- like triggers and, and PTSD. Um, we hear a lot of that when we talk about veterans that are coming back from war And hearing something like a car backfire or a motorcycle backfire, that really loud bang can really spin somebody into a very traumatic event in their mind. And it's because that loud noise is attributed to when they were in a traumatic experience in their life in the past. And so all of those emotions and memories and the feelings in the body that all comes rushing forward and so we'll get we'll get into that a little bit more, but that's just one example, kind of an extreme example. And anytime that you're researching trauma, you'll figure out that there are uh, two different forms essentially that get talked about a lot, where it they talk about big T trauma and little T trauma or capital T trauma um and and little small t trauma. Basically, a capital T trauma occurs when Things happen to vulnerable people that should not have happened. And this is an example of, you know, a child being abused or having violence in the family or going through um, like just an atrocious divorce or even the loss of a parent, you know, feeling grief. These are big T traumas. They're very explosive. A big T trauma would be my example of um, experiencing trauma from coming back from war. Those are big T. Small T traumas are different and they're actually, uh, they're universal. Uh, Gabor Mate talks in his book, The Myth of Normal, he explains how small T trauma is really a part of every person's life. It's part of our culture. And when you ask any human being that is on planet Earth, they will tell you that they have experienced small T trauma. And these are things that they're less memorable, but they can still be hurtful experiences that are a lot more prevalent in people's lives because because they do happen much more frequently and they do cause distress in in us, in our in our emotions, in our body, in the way that we think of ourselves and the world around us. Again, you know, it's just a lot more common. These are things like maybe being bullied by peers, not having a lot of friends in, in high school, feeling kind of left out or like outcasted maybe even having like you know casual but repetitive harsh comments either from a parent that seemed to mean well but really just was more critical than helpful even like lack of connection lack of emotional connection and and bonding with a parent or with a nurturing adult growing up it's so interesting because there are small t traumas that Have happened to me Um, when when I was reading this book, it just it brought up so many memories. You know, it's so interesting that highly sensitive children can be wounded in multiple ways, and this is when bad things happen to them. But it also can be when good things don't happen, and that can cause distress and kind of like that feeling of being different or other. And you know, this is maybe a good time to jump into uh, a discussion of of mental health and diagnosis and. There are a few things that I just want to be very clear and transparent about, because what the heck is this podcast if I'm not being clear and transparent? But I have been um, diagnosed with a few things in my lifetime. And so currently what I am processing through mental health wise is uh, being diagnosed with CPTSD. And so PTSD is post-traumatic distress disorder and complex PTSD is what CPTSD means. So complex PTSD is something, well, it's complex. (laughs) It's a lot more common than PTSD. And it deals a lot more with those small T traumas. It's a lot more common. And so there's a couple of different symptoms of CPTSD and really the symptoms of it. I've talked with my therapist about this so many times, but the symptoms of it show up like low self-esteem low self-worth, feeling like nobody in the world understands you and you're completely on your own, having difficulty controlling your emotions or controlling your, uh, like an outburst almost, where like your impulsive actions after feeling certain emotions, because you we feel them so intensely, we kind of act out in more impulsive behaviors. And people that struggle with trauma are a lot more likely to dabble. In alcohol and drugs, or overeating, or choosing other things that are really their coping mechanisms, because they make us feel better than how we feel just by ourselves. The way that we are sitting in that trauma, even just not even recognizing what that trauma is and where it came from. Right, a lot of us, until we become self-aware of the fact that we are processing through trauma or experiencing trauma on our day to day, we if we don't know what it is and we don't know how to define it, then how can we ever start to heal from it and start to move forward? They say this in the 12-step programs, you know, like the first step is admitting that you have a problem. But how can you admit that you have a problem if you're just straight up not your fault in denial of the fact that a trauma exists? And maybe that could be the reason behind certain behaviors or thoughts or self-destructive patterns or, or what have you. So I have been diagnosed with CPTSD. I've also been diagnosed with major depressive disorder and generalized anxiety disorder. And so at this point in my life, this is what I am going to therapy for and, um, you know, seeking med management and all of the things uh, to get myself back on track and try to get through some of this trauma that has happened to me over the course of my lifetime and, uh, you know, I'm doing things like different forms of therapy. And and we'll, we'll dive into that as the podcast goes on, I'm sure. But I am currently in a form of therapy called EMDR therapy. And that just stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. The definition or like the acronym of EMDR doesn't like I don't care about that um, because we're not even using the eye movements in the way that we are practicing EMDR, my therapist and I she gives me these buzzies and i hold them in my hand and they buzz back and forth from my right hand to my left hand to my right hand to my left hand and we walk through different scenarios in my memory that i have been holding on to as big impactful moments in my past you know where um i feel like i haven't been able to get over or make peace with a certain memory or an event that happened and so we are working through those moments and my emotions and my memory attached to those events and we're working to heal it. So then I am no longer subconsciously or consciously attaching my self-worth as a daughter, as a woman, as just a human being to those events, whether things that happen to me or um, in front of me, whether I experienced them personally or someone that I care about experienced something like it's all different, right? So we are all always healing through and processing through our past, right? But this is where trauma gets really devastating in our life is when we are constantly ruminating about the past and just spinning our wheels and going back to that event or several events, whether it's, oh, I can't believe that I did that and just replaying this like embarrassing moment, right? Or shameful moment just feeling ashamed of something that we did something that we should have done that we didn't do ways that we did act or didn't act things that happened to us that we experienced from another person whether that be physically or mentally or emotionally hurtful there's all different forms of trauma and so I did want to talk about that just a little bit because it is so important to understand what trauma is what trauma isn't and why I'll be talking about it. So from this point forward in the podcast, I want to be able to say, you know, like, you know, I have trauma and so blah, blah, blah. Or, um, you know, well, that's a sign of trauma. You know, if I'm dropping anything like that in the future, it just means that you already listened to this episode. You already understand trauma and what that means. Trauma is really, you know, it's when we're not seen and known I'm constantly telling my clients you know the opposite of addiction is not sobriety it is connection the opposite of addiction is connection because when we are in addiction we are isolating we are self-harming we have no connection with the outside world and that's how we like it you know we are we are experts at manipulating the world At wearing a mask, putting on a smile, pretending that things are okay, pretending that we're not doing drugs in a public bathroom, pretending that we're not high or drunk when we're at work, you know, like we are very, very good at hiding those things. And so I I want to make that distinction that it is really so important to understand that when we are in a self-destructive pattern, in a an addiction, self-harming in any way or creating an unmanageable life when we are continuing to move forward in familiar patterns even though they feel painful to us and they are leading to unmanageability in almost every area of our life and we still continue to do those actions and stay with those friends and use those substances and not ask for help and wear the mask and hide and not share our feelings and like that is what the problem is. Like that is where we get into major, major trouble. I know this firsthand. That is where I was before I went to treatment. I went to treatment in 2019, and I went for essentially it, it, the big, the big thing that I went to the specific treatment center for is for my mental health because I was going through suicidal ideation uh, for several days. It was severe. And before that, it was years. I, I remember being young. I think I was like 11 or 12 with my first like real thought of just saying, you know, it might be easier if I just wasn't here and I wouldn't have to have to feel this way and I wouldn't have to deal with this and um, be here essentially, like this wouldn't have to be my life. And so I have been processing through feelings like that my whole life. Yes, as a result of trauma. And yes, I'll, I'll get into the, the details. Um, but it's just uh, so much more common than we realize. No, it's not normal. Like, again, I, I'm I've been reading the definition of trauma out of this book called The Myth of Normal by one of the most famous psychologists and researchers on the planet, And he wrote a book called The Myth of Normal because normal does not exist. I really want to drive home the difference between common and normal. Addiction is common. Being addicted to something, whether it be food, TV, Netflix, shopping, sex, Amazon, shop, whatever it is, like we have coping strategies that make us feel better inside when we act on impulse. And that is often. Where addiction stems from, and it just grows and grows and grows until it's really, really unmanageable. The opposite of addiction is connection. We have to learn how to connect. For me, when I went to treatment, I was not connecting with really anything. My definition in my head, for me personally, of being suicidal meant that I didn't know how, nor did I want to in my mind. I did not want to try to learn how to connect with myself, that sounded terrifying. And I did not want to go there with other people. I did not want you to see me and hear who I was. I already felt so much shame. That was like, it felt like I was lit on fire. Like, no way did I want any person that was either close to me, my best friend, whatever, or some stranger on the street or some therapist looking at me to know me. I did not want to learn how to connect. It was scary to me. And the other thing is a higher power. I did not know how to connect, nor was I practicing any way to learn how to connect with anything that I deemed a higher power. For me, going back to the word trauma, right, I have had several instances of trauma in my life, both big T trauma. And little T trauma, I mentioned in the first episode, I grew up in an abusive alcoholic home. And that just, it was really the launchpad for the rest of my childhood. And being brought to church and sitting in a church pew on a Sunday morning when none of us got any sleep the night before because my dad was terrorizing the house. Like, it did not make sense to me, even as a very young kid, what the heck we were doing at church when our life at home was in shambles. When that was the night that I had to process through, um, that I had to experience as a child and then somehow sit in a church pew and ask God to what, like what, to do what. He sure as hell wasn't being active in my life. I, I didn't register any of that. And so I had some pretty severe religious trauma, you know, growing up in a home where I wasn't allowed to talk about what was happening at home. And then being told on the total opposite end of things while I'm at church that I should just pray um, or that, you know, if you're bad, God will send you to hell or whatever it is. You know, we all, we all have, well, maybe we don't. In my mind, we all have some form of religious trauma, but maybe that's just me. Um, but I, I really had to unlearn a lot of the traumatic events that I was holding on to with my dear life when I went to treatment and I had to let that shit go in order to learn to move forward and to connect with myself, with other people and with a higher power with some force. I call it the universe. I don't know. I just call it like the world around me. You know, maybe it's like nature. I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. But I also realized that healing isn't linear and my recovery sure as hell has not been linear in the last four years. So I am subject to change, just like us all. Going back to the idea that trauma is when we are not seen and known. Trauma is what happens when really we have a loss of connection to ourselves, our families, the world around us. It's hard to recognize sometimes because it happens so slowly over time. You know, like we grow up slowly. We are young kids, then middle schoolers, then teenagers in high school, then young adults trying to figure out where we're going next, you know, like. We are growing slowly. And so trauma kind of makes its way and weaves its way into our being and into our life very slowly. This loss of connection, this um, trauma, it can happen to us. Um, You know, for instance, think of like uh, parents divorcing when you're younger, right? The feeling of abandonment that you may feel as as a kid when that happens or really of any age. Or going through a really severe breakup, right? Feeling like you could have trusted someone and then all of a sudden that person that you were connecting with in your mind betrayed you and it is severed and now your trust is no longer there. You are distrusting that person, maybe the world around you, depending on how deep the trauma was, and maybe you don't even trust yourself. I've landed myself in that position so many times and just know that it's okay. It's normal to not know how to connect with yourself just right out the gate like this isn't something that is innate in us as as people I feel like because small t trauma and complex trauma is just so common again, because addiction is so common in multiple different forms. I'm not talking about like being addicted to heroin or um, like the big addictions that we all have this like stigma and this image, you know, we're all like shown, okay, like I remember being in high school and being like, um, you know, like this is addiction. And you got like the homeless guy with a brown paper bag, you know, with a bottle on the corner of the street, you know, like In my mind, that was addiction. And so because that was the stigma and that was the picture that was painted for me, when I found myself in addictive behavior and in straight up hardcore addiction from age 13 all the way up until when I was 26, when I sought professional help, I did I still did not recognize that it was addiction. To alcohol, to men, to spending money that I didn't have, to working, you know, an addiction to um, trying to get like straight A's to impress people around me, you know, an addiction to cocaine. They're all different forms of trauma that slowly over time made me disconnect with myself. I, I did not recognize or understand that that is what was happening. And yet it was. And so until we become self aware, of what's happening in our minds and with our emotions and why and going to the source of those things and learning to heal forward from it. We can just be sitting there spinning our wheels. I want to spend some time talking about what trauma is not. Um, As I was talking about when I kind of introduced this episode, trauma is uh, because it is such a popular buzzword, I guess, that people are just kind of throwing around willy-nilly. Lately, I really want to address this, that trauma is something to be taken seriously and so many of us are not even aware that we have it especially to the depths that we do have it and experience it internally be, uh, so like when we talk about what it is not I feel like that is almost as important so for instance we've all heard someone say or maybe we've said it ourselves you know where we uh, watch a gory movie or something and you leave the theater going oh my god that was so disturbing I'm so traumatized and, you know, just saying it like that, you know, like that, that actually isn't the definition of trauma. And that's where it's used incorrectly. And so that is really the whole point of this episode is to address really what it is and and how we should be talking about it. Right. So in that case, what you're really referring to is stress. So it may cause physical or emotional stress to experience something like that on, like, say, in a movie. But it's really important to remember that traumatic events are, they're all stressful. Traumatic events are bigger than feeling stressed during like a scene or something like that. Not all stressful events are traumatic. An event is only traumatizing or re-traumatizing if it renders one diminished, which really is to say psychically or physically more limited than before in a way that persists. And so really um, it did something to you where you are more limited in your mental capacity to uh, show emotion and to to uh, function properly. And it is persistent. It is persisting over days, over weeks. And it is something that it's again like going it's it's an internal wound really is what it is. So in his book, Gabor Mate really talks about what trauma is not. He gives a bullet point list and I am just going to go ahead and read through them a little bit so we can get a better understanding of what trauma is not and where it is more so it could be labeled stress, not necessarily trauma. Okay, so it is not trauma if it doesn't limit you or if it doesn't constrict you or diminish your capacity to feel or think or to trust or assert yourself or to experience suffering without succumbing to despair Or to witness it with compassion. And so, if it's not causing unmanageability in your emotions or your mental health or your lifestyle, it is not trauma. It is not trauma um, if it does not keep you from holding your pain and sorrow and fear without being overwhelmed and without having to escape habitually into work or compulsive self soothing or self stimulating by whatever means. So, um, it is not trauma if you are not kind of unconsciously. Or subconsciously, uh, just habitually, being obsessive or compulsive about a coping mechanism to get yourself out of that traumatic feeling, out of that stressful feeling. It is not trauma if you are not left compelled either to aggrandize yourself or to efface yourself, for the sake of gaining acceptance or to justify your existence. And so, really, what that means is you're not left to either uh, manipulate or make like uh, like white lies or to tell. Um, make yourself seem better than you are or whatever, or to wear a mask. Uh, That's what that word a a face means. You know, so you are not wearing a mask and you are not kind of manipulating or making up stories to make yourself seem so much better than you are or, or the reality of your life to justify your existence or to justify your life. It is also not trauma if it does not impair your capacity to experience gratitude for the beauty and wonder of life. I feel like For the sake of this episode and for me just discussing trauma in and of itself, I really just wanted to say thank you for listening to me explain a little bit of my background story and the traumas that I've experienced, my mental health history. I know that we're all unique. I feel like just personally, I have never met a human that has not been affected by trauma and so it's important to address what trauma is but it was also really important for me to discuss what trauma isn't because sometimes things in life are just stressful and that's okay and it's it's awesome if they're stressful and we can work through them and we can heal and move forward and it doesn't uh, totally disrupt us or derail us when it does disrupt us and derail us almost always we don't recognize that that is what it's doing because we're so stuck in a tornado and in this spiral, in this black hole, we don't realize that we've fallen in. And so I just wanted to address trauma in this episode because if you are feeling like there are instances, maybe maybe it's addiction, maybe it is abuse, maybe it is self-harm in some other way, shape, or form, Um, But I just want you to know that it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to sit in your past and sit in the harsh memories and in the trauma. Just it doesn't have to be that way. We can learn and grow and train our brain to move forward. We can heal. And no matter what, we can't do that by ourselves. We have to do it by connecting with ourselves, with other people, a community and with the world around us we have to be able to get out of ourselves and experience life to its fullest and i hope that this is what this podcast is going to do by talking about the big talk topics that are these stigmatized hush hush don't talk about that that's um that doesn't feel good to talk about like okay but a lot of things in life don't feel good and they're still life and they're still who we are like I am not going to start talking about like fluffy topics, these fake topics that like that small talk bullshit, you know, like, hey, how are you? Fine. Oh, I'm good. What'd you do this weekend? Like, don't care. Don't care. I don't like small talk. Let's talk about the big things, the things that matter. And I think uh, for me personally, I think if we were to start diving deep and talking about the shit that no one talks about the world would be such a better place we would be kinder to ourselves and that means that we would be kinder to other people and there would be less hate and more love and it would just cause a ripple effect and that's what I'm hoping to do here so tune into the next episode uh, and I just appreciate you guys so so much thank you for being here small talk is produced in partnership with be easy marketing it would mean so much if you took the time right now to follow the pod and give a five-star review on spotify apple podcast or wherever you get your favorite podcasts i'll see you guys here next week for another big talk topic until then let's keep moving forward